0: A website called the Black Bookie, which is very cool. We got to stop by and check that out. And his slogan is, and I haven't hit this before, I'm going to hit it this time because it's the best one. His slogan is, is, "If you snooze, you lose." And indeed, if that is the case, there are only so many money-making opportunities we have, and he's going to tell you where they all are. It's the one and only Black Bookie. It's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, how are you today? Good evening. America welcome to the snooze you lose podcast I'm your host uncle Joe this is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together lose together thanks for joining us here another week on millions if you're watching on YouTube hit that like button hit that subscribe button share the stream with a friend tell a friend to tell a friend make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at the black bookie new listeners old listeners you know how we rock we don't try and take up too much of your time so we're gonna get right into it. This is gonna be probably one of our shorter streams. I'm not gonna lie. Don't have a lot prepared with traveling yesterday. Didn't really see much of the games. It was an ugly card to begin with. A lot of the games stunk to begin with, um, but I was out supporting a friend. Uh, they had their event going on. So I was showing some support, some, some love. So didn't really get to see much of the games. Do got to play I like tonight in the NBA. So I appreciate you guys for joining me. I think what we're going to do is maybe drop a special episode during the week on like Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve, something like that, to kind of make up for it. But this is going to be a long show, just a few things on my mind I want to talk about. And it's always good to check in with you guys. I hope everybody's doing well out there. hope everybody's getting ready for the holidays. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. New Year's will be here. So a lot going on. So I hope everybody's doing well out there. Like I said, share the stream. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's dive into it. Monday Night Football will kick it off with their first Chiefs Eagles rematch, Super Bowl rematch, where the Eagles got the best of the Chiefs last time. Right now, the line sits at two and a half, over, under at 45 and a half. I was, for the most part, going to leave this game alone. I think it's going to be a great game to watch two of the best teams in the league. One of my top five that I've talked about that could win the Super Bowl this year. I lean slightly towards the Chiefs, though. The thing that's interesting, too, about this matchup, both of these teams coming off a bye, which usually a team has an advantage there. They got a little bit more rest, but both of these teams coming off a bye this week. I like the Chiefs, though, and Arrowhead, of course, got to have a little bit motiva- more motivation with getting some revenge or losing that Super bowl and you guys know me i don't like to talk about it i think i've said it one time out of four or five episodes but the numbers don't lie when t swift's in the building the chief's offensive numbers are different and apparently she's going to be there she's going to be at this matchup i think she's going to be They talk about some nonsense, her meeting the the family or something, not the mom, but the rest of the family. Some I don't know. I really don't care. But the numbers don't lie. Somehow, some way, I know it don't matter. I know she doesn't play on the field. I know she doesn't coach. I know she has absolutely nothing to do with it. But for some reason, though, this year when she's there, they're better offensively. And we can't. I want to turn the other way. I've ignored it as long as I can. You guys know me. We do not talk about that on the show. But when she's there, they do play better offensively. And the Eagles have not, even though still, you know, eight and one, still looking very dominant. They they got some kinks in their armor. They're not as dominant as they look as when they went on that Super Bowl run. I mean, a tough game against the commanders. I know it was a division game, but a tough game against Washington. They barely squeaked out. We know they had that loss to the Jets been a tough game against the cowboys i know a division rival but a game they honestly should have lost you know their defense has not been as lights out as we've seen it in the past or even last year so this is going to be a shootout i think as well i think this game does go over i don't have anything personally on that number though but i think it goes over and i mean these two teams just like looking in the mirror two explosive quarterbacks that can make plays with their arms, can make players with their legs. Advantage here though, you you give to the, definitely to the Eagles wide receivers, definitely a better receiving core on Philadelphia. A Lot of young receivers on Kansas City besides Kelsey. So you gotta imagine that they're gonna double Kelsey as much as they can. And they're gonna force other guys to make plays. Running game also advantage to the Eagles, more yards on the ground. They're eighth in the league with 129 yards per game. Kansas City sits 19th at 103. So, you know, second half of the pack while the Eagles are right there in the first half. And that's what we're going to try and do. You're an arrowhead. It's going to be on Monday Night Football prime time. You know, it's going to be rocking. That bill is going to be shaking. So you're going to want to look to run the ball with Swift. You're going to look to want to extend the plays with Jalen Hurts and eat up the ground, eat up clock to keep Mahomes on that sideline. But defensively, Surprisingly, where the Chiefs normally not their strength this year, their defense has been top notch. Points per game, they are second in the NFL. So it hasn't been Patrick Mahomes in the offense carrying this team. Their defense has been getting it done, and I think they got they're going to show up tonight and make it difficult for Jalen Hurts. They're going to have to try and get them off the field. That stupid push, whatever the stupid play is called. They they push the quarterback from behind. They're going to have to find a way to try and neutralize that. But second in the league in points, fourth in the league in yards allowed, fourth in the league in passing yards allowed, 17th in rushing though. So that's their one weakness, I would say, which is still not terrible, right around mid, mid of the pack. But that's where they struggle the most is stopping the ball on the ground. So that is where... The Eagles, if any chance to win this game or to cover this game, that's where they're going to have to exploit this team. It's on the ground, with Hurts, with Swift, and eat up the clock. Keep Mahomes on the sideline. But this this Chiefs defense, I don't think it's enough credit. Because we're all so caught up in the T-Swift drama and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and the no-look passes and everything else like that, their defense is the reason why they're having the year they're having and why they're they're as good as they are. Sitting right now currently 7-2. You know they had that tough loss to the Broncos, which it was a matter of time. Can't can't beat a team like that forever. They then beat, they had they beaten the Broncos 19 straight times. You know it was only a matter of time. So this is gonna be a great game. That's why I really didn't want to have any financial ties to it because I think it's really just gonna be a great game to sit back and watch. But I do slightly lean Chiefs. I just think motivation, Super Bowl revenge, on at home t swift in the building i think the chiefs and that defense and Mahomes figure out a way if they could stop the run that's what's going to come down to if they can stop the run that's going to be a difference maker that'll put them in position to win this game at home but it's going to be a heck of a game like i said normally too you don't get two teams coming off a bye playing each other finally the schedule makers gave us a good game on monday night uh but I think that's going to be, it's going to be a great matchup, but I do slightly, I got, I got small pizza money on it because I really just want to sit back and enjoy it. I think it's really going to be a good game. I'm hoping it's not going to be a blowout. And I think because the Eagles defense hasn't been as stout as it as it has been in the past, I do think we see some points. I think we see some points. The Eagles are giving up 21 points a game, but they're also averaging 21 points offensively. So I think we see some scoring. I think the over is not a bad play as well too. Uh, I could see both of these quarterbacks easily throwing two plus TDs. So I could see I could see some offense. I could see some fireworks going off here. I mean, like I said, both of these teams it's like looking in the mirror. Chiefs are four and one at home. Eagles four and one on the road. Uh, Philly is one three straight. The Chiefs have won their last game before the bye. So it's gonna be a great game. Really, just gonna be a great game to watch. The other, if you guys got any plays on it, drop it in the chat as well, too. If you guys like anything tonight, props, or what side you're leaning on, definitely drop it in the chat. But I think a great game overall. I slightly lean the Chiefs at home. If I did take it though, money line, I'm not messing with the points because I can see this coming down, being a 31-30 game. So I did take Chiefs on the money line. I'm not not, messing with the two and a half. I've always talked about that before, too. In football and in basketball, if it's three points or less, I'm not messing around with the points i don't have time for that i'm just going to take the team that i think that's going to win unless i really like the dog then i'll take the dog with the points to have some extra insurance but if i like the favorite and it's three or less i'm just going to take the money on i'm not gonna have, i'm not gonna sit there for two and a half hours three hours and have my heart broken because they won on a field goal and they went by one point so not doing it same thing last night you saw with the broncos broncos minus three some places minus two what happens, they won by one point. So if it's that's just my rule of thumb. And I think everybody should stick by that. I know people don't like laying the juice. You rather lay that minus 110 than that minus 140 or minus 145. But if you laid the minus 110 at two and a half, guess what, you lost. So I rather lay that minus 140, not even worry about the points, take the W and go home and go to bed happy. Some other games yesterday, and we'll start actually with the Thursday game. Tough break for Joe Burrow. I mean, a wasted season really for the Bengals. You know, he was hurt in preseason with the calf. Now his hand, he's got the torn ligament. He's out for the season. There's really no backup for this team, and that is just a tough blow. You know, he worked. He worked hard to get back from that calf injury. It got hot. Went on a stretch. Uh, won four. Got them one four in a row before he got uh, before that game was. Uh, one two three yeah one four games in a row then they had the loss to the texans which kind of schedule watching because they knew they had that big game coming up against the ravens and then to just injure his hand like that i knew it wasn't good once i didn't think he's gonna be out for the year i knew he definitely wasn't coming back in that game when i could so he couldn't even grip the ball so tough break for the Bengals. like i said it's a wasted season because you you have the roster you have the talent to be a contender and he's just been battling injuries all year from since training camp and just that that's a tough growth. that's a tough break for a good guy that like i said a a season that's down the drain it was an ugly card i was traveling and stuff like that too that's why i didn't give out a play but it was an ugly card overall but one thing we gotta start putting respect on you know the cowboys are going to be the cowboys when it comes down to the big games we talked about it i'm never ever ever financially trusting or not financially even Trusting Dak to win any big games. Well, we got to start putting some respect on the Cowboys covering the spread. Because every time they play somebody bad, they take care of business. They beat up the bad teams. We That's something we got to stop letting slide. The Giants, we saw it, absolutely pummeled them, covered the 17 and a half. No problem. You didn't have to sweat. You didn't have to watch the game at all. Yesterday, same thing Panthers, 10 and a half. Didn't have to sweat. They beat them 33-10. They are covering machines. We got to start putting respect on that. When Dallas plays a bad team, no matter what that line is, take it. I don't know if they got something to prove or they just like beating up bad teams. But when they get a bad team or they get a bad opponent on their schedule, they take care of business. Uh, that's something I'm not letting slide anymore. I when, I remember a buddy texting me like, yo, is it 17 and a half too much? And I said, normally, absolutely, normally. In a division game, absolutely. I was like, but then it is it's, it's DeVito. But crazy, DeVito's got more touchdown passes than Zach Wilson in less games. Jesus. But shout out to the Cowboys, man. Covering machines. When the Cowboys got a bad team, lock it up. Chargers, surprise, surprise. Another three point loss. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. We literally said this last show they have the most losses by three points or more since 2020. It is a joke. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. It doesn't matter what's going. They cannot win close games. They can't do it. Can't do it. They won't do it. They haven't done it. And until it changes, another thing where we just have to fade because they cannot win a close game. A three-point loss to a team that's Barely got their head above water. I mean, the the Packers are now four and six. A lot of question marks around Jordan Love. And the Chargers, a team that should at least be a playoff team. Are they a contender? Absolutely not. But at least a playoff team cannot win a game by three points or less. It's comical. It is absolutely comical. Texans, I I had a little parlay going on. I had Texans, the Broncos, and the Lakers. Texans took care of business. Colin Murray's second start back, I, I wasn't impressed. He won that first start coming back, but it was at home against the Falcons, so I wasn't impressed. I took C.J. Stroud and the Texans. C.J. Stroud, his name's got to start popping up MVP conversations. I don't understand why it's not. I mean, I get Lamar. I, what Lamar Jackson's doing is phenomenal too, but what C.J. Stroud is doing as a rookie and the way he's just – an instant, he's just become an instant pro overnight. It takes care of the football, doesn't make any mistakes, got these guys believing, has the whole team believing. His name's got to start being mentioned. Will he win it? So that's a whole different conversation. But his name's got to start getting brought up. Because this team now, the Houston Texans now are 6-4 and with a chance to win the division. A legit chance to win the division. They sit a game behind the Jaguars. His name's got to start being brought up. It's unbelievable. I think he have two picks all year. Let me double check this. Oh, he he actually had a bad game yesterday, too. Stats. He has now. He has five now in the year. But he had a bad game yesterday. Three yesterday. 17 touchdowns, five picks. So before yesterday, we had 17 touchdowns and two interceptions on a rookie on a, what, a team that won three games last year. Now has a chance the next season to win this division. Name's got to be brought up. Name has start has got to start being brought up in the in the in the MVP talks. Bills, Jets, nothing to talk about there. I did see briefly that someone was seriously injured though. So prayers up for that. I I don't know all the details. Like I said, I really didn't get to watch any games or anything like that. But I did see quickly that someone was getting carted off. So prayers up for that player and his family. I, I'm never going to lie to you guys. I'm always transparent in my plays and everything like that. I don't know it all. I don't know every single thing. I have a life. Sometimes I, I can't see everything. So. I do know that someone was seriously injured, though. And like I said, prayers up, speedy recovery, because you know, this is a dangerous game. That's another thing, too, we got to talk about before I move on to tonight's play. And once again, I appreciate you guys joining with me and rocking with me another week right here on millions on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. The NFL is a shit product. And I've been saying this for about four years now since we started this show. This product sucks. The reason it's so successful is because of the gambling, or because of the fantasy football, and because it has such a shortened season. I remember, I'm going to post a clip of it too, with the Bengals-Ravens game. With the passing, the NFL's got to a point where receivers look more to get the flag than they look to make the catch. That's how bad it's gotten. Guys would rather get the 15-yard penalty for pass interference than actually make the reception. It's a joke. That game Thursday before Burrow got hurt was just even tough to watch. I think it was the drive before half where the Ravens started on the 25, and because of two penalties, they get down the field and end up scoring a touchdown. It sucks. Sometimes it really is tough to watch with the replays and the penalties, and dudes crying and just looking for a flag. I've never, we've gotten to a point where elite, elite receivers are looking for flags more than they're looking to make the catch. This product sucks. It's tough to watch. It's take the game slows down so much because of it. And the only reason it is as successful as it is, is because it has a short season it's here and it's gone. That's why we're so invested. That's why it matters to us so much on Sundays to make sure we don't miss a game. We want to sit and drink beer and eat wings and sit and watch it because it's here today, gone tomorrow. But as a product overall, when you really sit down and watch these games and watch the officiating and the replays and the spot, it's just, it's draining. It's literally draining. And it, it's gotten away with it so long because of the popularity, because of the fantasy football, because of the parlays and the gambling and, and first first touchdown score and everything like that. This product sucks. It's not good. It's going to continue to make the most money. It's going to continue to be number one, but it's not good. It is not good. It's, it's, and sometimes it literally is brutal to watch. It literally is tough to watch. Vikings, Broncos, like I said, I had Denver in that parlay that I had going on. I just thought Vikings coming in, five-game winning streak. Thought That little, that Joshua Dobbs juice was going to wear off a little bit in that altitude. But it was a tough game. It was a battle. The Broncos were able to come back. Their defense was able to force some turnovers. I saw RG3 going crazy on Twitter talk about, oh, oh y'all, that was disrespecting Russell Wilson. Y'all real quiet now. Listen, Russell's having a good year. Listen. I it's not a mystery. We came at Russell Wilson last year because he sucked. <laughs> now it do we, do a lot of us think he's a little weird and a little corny and stuff like that? Yeah, of course. But does that matter? Absolutely not. Not to me, it don't. I don't care. Dude might be a Hall of Famer. I don't care if he's corny. I care that he played like trash all year. Some of it he was hurt, came back, still sucked. It wasn't good. That's why, we, that's why there was hate. It's, quite not, it's not no hate now because he's rejuvenated. Now he's doing what he was supposed to do. He's doing what he's paid to do. He's playing at the level he's supposed to be playing at. He was terrible. He was terrible in Denver. Some of that could have been coaching. Some of that could have been the injury. But he was bad. Bad. And now he's having a good year. They turned around. They've gotten big wins, beat the Bills, beat the Chiefs. Came back yesterday, he threw a game-winning touchdown, doing what he's supposed to do. We're not going to praise him now. We, we've always had respect for us, for Russ. But it was looking like, hmm, was it really him? Or was it Pete Carroll in that defense? And Marshawn Lynch that was carrying him. Because he, was, he wasn't getting it done. He's having a much better year. Listen, I still don't think the Broncos are, once again, they're not a, a contender. Can they make the playoffs? Yeah, sure, cool. But that defense is stout. They, want, they kept them in that game because before, going into the fourth quarter, the Broncos were one for eight on third down. That, that, that's on Russ. <laughs> you got you to gotta convert. He's got to move the chains. But this year, yes, he's having a good season. There's no denying that. 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's having a very good season. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's living up to his expectations. He's not exceeding them. He's living up to his. He's living up to his name. He's doing what he's supposed to do. So we're not being we're not being quiet. We're not changing our mind. It's not like we never saw him play and we just started hating on him. No, he has a track record. This man has been to what, three Super Bowls. He's won two. We, got, we we get it. We know who he is. But last year he was. Awful. Awful. And now he's living up to expectations. Not exceeding. Living up to expectations. Being the player he's supposed to be. Moving on to the NBA. where we got tonight's snooze or lose pick. Some games are already kicked off. Uh, our play kicks off at 8, so you can still lock it in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter where I give out our play every single day. I didn't give out a play yesterday. Like I said, I was running around. I did do that little parlay in. But Saturday, before I give out this player, another reason I didn't give out a play yesterday. Saturday, man. So I don't know if you guys saw it. Kevin Durant came out and said, "You know, you guys are always cussing us out and coming at us when your parlays don't hit because of us." For example, if he's supposed to get 28 points and he has 25, and your parlay loses, you know, people are cursing and I'm going at him. A lot of athletes deal with that, and they don't care. Rightfully so. I 100% get I get it. They don't care. They don't care. If our parlays don't hit, our straight bets don't hit, our prop bets don't hit, they do not care. But what I do care about, and this is not just Kevin Durant, with the Warriors, we had the Warriors on Friday. Sorry, on Saturday. And what I do care about, though, is you may not care about my bet. You may not care about my props, my parlays, whatever. You may not care. But what you should care about, though, is still playing the game the right way. And Saturday night, the Warriors did not play basketball the right way. Saturday night, a team on a five game losing streak who got Steph Curry back after missing a few games, he was able to play. You're playing a team in your own building that just beat you by 20, two days prior. You go up three with a second left on the clock. 1.0 1.0 left on the clock. You're up three. This is basketball. You're First of all, you're in need of wins. Clay has been awful. Draymond suspended. Like I said, you're getting Steph coming back to help you out to try and end this losing streak. Well, he's clearly not 100%. And he hasn't been getting any help all year. You're up three. Basketball says when that team inbounds the ball, you foul them. You do not give them a chance to make the three and tie the game and force overtime. As soon as the ball is caught in bounds, you foul them. You make them go to the line. They're gonna hit the first one and then they're gonna have to try and miss the second one and get the rebound and tip it back in. And the chances of that are very low. But what did you do? You let Chet Holmgren catch the three, uh, catch the ball with his back to the basket and turn around and hit a three to force overtime. And then ended up losing the game in OT. So you may not care about my bet. You may not care about people's parlays, props, all that stuff, but you should care about playing the game the right way. That was the wrong play to make. It's as simple as that. That's basketball one-on-one, especially, like I said, a team in desperate need of a win on a five game losing streak where Klay Thompson's looked like a shell of himself. Draymond suspended. Steph's not 100%. You need these dubs. You need these wins. It's very simple. As soon as the ball was caught, you don't even give him a chance to look at the basket. And the fact that he caught it with his back to the basket is even crazier. You let him catch you with his back to the basket and turn around and shoot when all you had to do was foul, grab him as soon as he caught it. The second he caught it, grab him. You make him go to the line. The chances of him hitting that first one, missing the second one, them getting it and getting the shot off and tipping it and whatever, one in a million. If that happens, then hats off to them. Hats off to them. But the fact that you let them catch it, turn around and knock down a three, you deserve to lose it overtime. You deserve to lose that game. Now you're on a six-game losing streak and you costed us our money. So yeah, you may not care, but you should care about playing basketball the right way. Because that's one one If this was the first game of the season, yeah, whatever, let them, let it, let it fly. Whatever, who cares? If he hits it, he hits it. But it ain't the first game of the season. And, yes, it ain't January either, but you're in a funk. <laughs> you're in a funk. You need these dubs. First of all, you were up 14 and blew that lead. You blew a 14-point lead late. You were up 14 in the third quarter, blew it. A Wiggins knocks down a three to give you the lead with one point second left. A, a, a when you a win you desperately need, and you choked it away. So if you don't care about our bets, fine, but care about playing the game the right way. It's as simple as that. Tonight's news lose pick, we're standing in the NBA. We're going with the Heat over the Bulls money line. It's at minus 120. Miami. Missing Tyler Hero, uh, but he, he's missed a few games, though. They just played Chicago in Chicago. A game where they were up 22-1. to Very early. I know it's basketball. Everybody goes on runs. But a game they looked like they were going to run away with. The Bulls battled back. Still, even in the second half, they were able to erase a 21-point deficit and come back. And win this game. So I think Miami bounces back tonight. Doesn't blow the lead late in the fourth quarter. Holds on. It's hard to team, to beat a team back-to-back. And this isn't one of those home-and-homes. Both games have been in Chicago, so there's no travel involved. So I think Miami comes out tonight. I hope a little upset. I hope a little hungry. To take care of business and beat Chicago after blowing that big lead. Uh, on what day was that? blew that lead on saturday so to bounce back tonight to start our week off right and the bulls are just the team that team's gonna get broken up they're five and nine in the season also the, the heat were on a seven game winning streak before that loss they have won seven straight so i hope they are a little frustrated let me just double check two four six yep they were on a seven game losing uh seven game winning streak before that loss so i hope they're a little upset at the the Bulls ending in their seven-game winning streak and blowing a 21-point lead. I hope they come out tonight. Eric Spoelstra has them motivated, has them focused to come out and take care of business, win this game against a team that's going to be broken up soon. We already have heard the rumors that Zach Levine's on the move. His, he wants to go to either Philly, uh, L.A., or Miami. So that team looks like it's going to get broken up. It's just not working out. I mean, you have DeMar DeRozan, you have Caruso, but it just ain't clicking. So it, it's definitely tensions. This definitely tension and turmoil in that locker room. I don't think coming back from 21 and winning that game is going to bring this team together. It clearly looks like Levine wants out. I mean, the Bulls are 5-9 and nine in a year. Like I, And like I said, Miami was playing very well before blowing that twenty-one point lead where they were playing very well, 1-7 straight. So... That's our play tonight. Kicks off at 8 o'clock. Still lock it in. We're going with the Heat money line to bounce back after blowing that lead and take care of business against the Bulls. And that's pretty much all for me, guys, man. I mean, like I said, it's gonna, I'm hoping it's really going to be a great Monday night football game. I'm looking forward to it. I do got some small money on the Chiefs money line. Revenge factor uh, against that Super Bowl loss and their defense. If they can contain the run, that's what it's going to be. Their secondary's done what they're supposed to do. We know their front seven gets after it. They have to stop the run, neutralize Jalen Hurts, neutralize Swift, get Mahomes on the field, that he could do what he do. Crowd's going to be rocking an arrowhead. I like Chiefs' money line. Our official snooze lose play, though, is Heat money line tonight against the Bulls, looking to bounce back. And the NHL, I did sprinkle also something on Colorado. They burned us a few, day, a few days ago. They went to a little funk, but they won three straight cents. Play Nashville. Nashville not that great. Six and ten on the year. Uh, division game where so far this year, Colorado's 3-1 against the division, while Nashville is 1-2. So nothing crazy, but looking at the ABS. Big game tonight for the Rangers. They're playing the Stars. Shout out to the Rangers, man. What a start to the year. The team is absolutely on fire. They got three goalies getting it done, 12-2-1 on the year. Igor's back, though. Jonathan Quick's been holding it down. I mean, this team looks good. Yeah. You know, this times early in the season, you never want to get too excited. You never want to get too excited. You never want to, you know, set yourself up to be let down. But this team looks good. They got depth. Their young players are looking like they're maturing is playing good. Jimmy Vesey's playing good. Ke'Andre Miller's playing good. The Rangers are scary. And I hope they keep it up. I hope they stay healthy. Chris Kreider's going to do what he does. Get, do, get the dirty goals in front of the net. Panarin's look good. Did, and even Mika hasn't even played great yet. Mika's advantage I hasn't even gotten going yet. This team looks good. And I'm excited for it. I'm definitely going to be in the Garden soon after the holidays. But 12-2-1, I did not expect to start the season. I did not expect that. This team looks good, and, I, and I'm jacked up, and I'm happy for it. So a quick recap. I got something small on the abs. Actually, our guy Bet the House, that's his official play. It's Colorado in regulation. Don't forget to follow him, underscore Bet the House, underscore. That is his official play, Colorado in regulation. Um, so I'm riding with him on that. I do like the Chiefs' money line, but our official play is Miami money line against the Bulls to bounce back. And once again, NBA players, you don't care about our par- – all sports, actually. NBA, NFL guys, you don't care about our bets, you don't care about our parlays, our props, whatever. That's fine. Still play the game the right way. Still so play the game the right way. I get it. I, I'm not really a huge prop guy. I've, I've done a few. I've dabbled here and there. Remember, we hit the Tyrese Maxi one and stuff like that. I've dabbled, but I understand. A, a guy may not drop 25 every night that he's supposed to, or 22, or whatever. It happens. You got bad shooting nights. They got a lot going on in their mind. It happens. Play the game the right way. At the end of the day, that, that, that's important. Betting or not, play the game the right way. There's no reason Golden State should have lost that game on Saturday. Inexcusable. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, all these vets. Come on, foul. You, it's, it's, you foul. You don't give them a chance to shoot that shot. And you got exactly what you deserve. You made the wrong play, and then you ended up losing an OT. That's how the cookie crumbles. But I appreciate you guys. Follow us on all social media platforms. At the Black Bookie. We'll be back again next week. Live for all millions. Thank you for everybody watching on YouTube as well, too. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. As always, in the words of the icon, Billy Walters. I've had some losing weeks. I've had some losing months. Never had a losing year. Snooze or Lose Podcast. Till next time.